Welcome to SEL Unfiltered. If you are a teacher, counselor, or educator looking for additional SEL resources and encouragement, you are in the right place. Stick around to empower the SEL guide in you. This week, we are continuing our series on career readiness. Ultimately, we all want our students to graduate from high school and become productive members of society. In this series, we are covering how to give students a career-ready mindset, career exploration, how to obtain a job, and the employability skills you will need to maintain a job. Today's episode, we are going to play I Think I Can Thursday. Learn some tips and tricks to help students apply and land a job, and finally, answer your question of the day. I am your host, Michelle Shepard, and I am joined today by my trusty co-host, Caitlin Baldwin. We are just two middle school counselors in the trenches wanting to share our unfiltered SEL tips and tricks that we have learned and developed over the years with you. Nitty gritty, one of my favorite things to talk about. So let's talk about the nitty gritty of landing the job. So when I hear job, my first thought is like, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Scary. So I don't know about you, Michelle, but hearing the word interview makes my anxiety through the roof. Yeah. I even get anxiety when I have to sit in interviews and like watch people because they just radiate nervousness. It can be so uncomfortable. And I want to like help them. I'm like, just take a deep breath. Like, Uh it's okay. And I'm like, okay, you can't do that. Like they're interviewing. Like you can't do that in their interview for them. And sometimes they're like crushing it and you're just sitting there like straight paced Mm -hmm. to be like, it's okay. You're doing a great job. (laughs) I know. I just want to encourage them. Yeah. So landing that job can be so daunting and so scary. But what would happen if we prepared our students for this? I mean, that gives us that ability to help them, even though we aren't sitting in the interview. Mm -hmm. Oh, because I'm such like a mama bear with some of my all of my students, like, I want to just be like, yes, I want to be in the corner, like, cheerleading, like, you can do it. You got so this. Like, okay, let's try to get them ready. So let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. But first, let's do it. Game yeah. time. Game time. And so today is I Think I Can Thursday. Every time I hear the words I think I can, I think of the little engine that could. I, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Such a good book. Right? Can we just read that to all of our kids? I know it's a picture book, but. Such a good story, though. Like, the meaning. Yes. But for the game, we're continuing our series on days of the week since we're talking about career readiness. Today we're doing Thursday. I think I can Thursday. So the question for today, and you can use this as a take five with your students or just anytime, really, if you're doing career exploration or whenever. If you think you can, you can. What is one of your big goals? Man, this is hard. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Do you have an answer already? In my head? No, because I I totally forgot what I wrote down as the question of the day and I didn't have it prepared. So now I'm off the top of my head thinking about my big goal. Right. So this is how our students feel when we ask them in the moment. I do. I have a big goal. What is it? I want to start a newsletter, a monthly counselor corner newsletter. Yes, that's a great That's my big goal. That is a good goal. Because thinking about that is giving me a little anxiety. This is a lot of pressure. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll help you, but it's, that's a really good one. I think one of, like, if I'm thinking about a school goal, 
It doesn't have to be school. I mean, life, those are overwhelming to think about. (laughs) So school goal eventually would be, I really want to do like girls on the run. Oh, you'd be so good at that. So just the after school program of like building the confidence for some of our, our girls. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a goal. But I need to improve my running ability to do that. <laughs> I don't know if I can help you with I'm getting there the slowly but surely. If you have girls that only can walk, I'll help you with that. That's true. We could do that too. I could do girls on the walk. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> but they'd have to start somewhere, so maybe that's where they're starting. They can start slow with me. I'll bring up the end of the line. <laughs> hey, we need that. It's okay. I'll be the person. You the can do it. for the little engine that could. I'll be yeah. the caboose. Love it. You get to be the caboose. Miss Shepard, the caboose. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the job search, that's where you start on the job hunt and our... Quote for today, I hope it just makes everyone laugh and bring a little nostalgia. And every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. And so the job hunt is not fun. No, it's overwhelming. (laughs) As somebody who just graduated a few years ago and then changed schools, it's, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And it's intimidating and it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I despise applying for jobs. Mm -hmm. It's not even the interview part that I hate as much as just filling out all the information and getting everything that they want. It's just. And sometimes applications can be confusing. And long. Very long. It's a tedious process. Yes. And sometimes I'm going to be really real right now. Take me back to the nitty gritty. But. Sometimes it's like you feel like you graduate and it's like, all right, to apply for this job, you need to have 10 years of experience Yes, and all of these crazy qualifications. But it's like, if you apply anyway, sometimes yeah, you still get it. So like teaching kids, like just put yourself out there yeah, and apply. Yeah. That, that is very true. Mm-hmm. I do try to teach them to be like a little bit realistic though. Like don't go apply for a CEO job. Oh, totally. But sometimes those entry-level jobs have a lot of requirements. Yes, they do. They yeah. absolutely do. And it's good. You want to teach your kids, like, it's good they want requirements. They're holding you to a high standard. Yeah. So for the job search, one of the things I talk about with my students are what are the work requirements in our state and what are some of the laws? So I want to share a couple with you. You guys pro- might already know these, but federal law is that for students that are 14, they can only work three hours on school days and they must only work between the hours of seven and seven on school days, but they can work from seven to nine during the week. And so they're also not allowed to do hazardous or dangerous jobs. So manufacturing jobs and things like that, they're not allowed to do. Um, Agriculture jobs are a little bit different. They can do a little bit more in an agricultural job than they can in some other areas. But there are federal laws to protect students. I think the time frame might change at age 16 and then everything changes at age 18. But those might be some things that you want to talk to your students about when they're looking for jobs, just so they know what they can actually do and what they can't do. And then talking to them about what kind of jobs can students do. What are jobs in your area that are available to students and how do they find those jobs? 
So is it by word of mouth? Do they walk into the restaurant or the store to pick up an application? Do they look online? Do they use the websites? Do they use the newspaper, like the help wanted ads? Is that even a thing in your area? Are they going to like monster.com or Indeed or any of those online career places? Where do you find high school jobs and what can you do? And I feel like we all know this, like connection and networking is key. Mm -hmm. I had a job in high school because one of my high school teachers gave some of his like good students at me uh, (laughs) names to a professor at one of the universities who needed kids to help pollinate corn. Corn. Was it a terrible job? Yes, it was awful. But how do you pollinate pollinate corn? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you pollinate corn? Out in corn? the cornfields, in the trenches, man. It was rough business. Like No, uh, for a, real. What do you... You have, like, a brown paper bag uh-huh. that you would, like, staple up on the corn when it was, like, time to pollinate it, and it would all go in the bag, and then you would take that bag and, like, put it down more on, like, some of the other stocks, like, later. Oh. It was a tough job, but just having that connection of one of my high school teachers help me get that job, get that job. So it's really important about networking. So if you can provide those types of things and resources for your kids, we totally just gave away where we live. We live in Indiana. Lots of corn here. (laughs) Lots of corn in Indiana. All the corn. So that's very cool. And then next, once you find a job, how do you apply for the job and to teach them about applications? How do you fill it out? Don't use purple ink. Mm-hmm. Don't draw smiley faces or pictures. Don't draw hearts over the eyes on your name. Like, <laughs> how, how do you fill out an application? Make sure you're using complete sentences, punctuation, filling in all the information fully. Take your time with good handwriting. We might need to do some handwriting practice. Yes. Sign your name. Learn how to sign your name if you don't know how to sign your name. And many of our kids do not know how to sign their name in cursive. Practice signing your name. We do have um, a fun lesson on mymindtrek.com that's free in our free resources if you want to sign up for the free resource class in there. And it's on applications. And so there are a really bad application and the students go learn about how to fill out an application. And then as a group, they can sit there and find all of the mistakes on this not so good application. That's so fun. And there's a practice application in there as well that they can go and fill out their own application the proper way. So you can get a little practice on how to fill out an application appropriately. Which I think is so essential teaching our kids those skills of how to fill out an application. Well, and that's even- a life skill you need. <laughs> It is a life skill you need and knowing like if you're going to the place to get the application, what do you need to wear when you walk in there and how do you ask for the application? Mm -hmm. Because you walking in is your first impression if you're going in to get it, but also your application is your first impression. They only see that piece of paper and they're making a judgment on you. So what is your piece of paper saying about you? Exactly. So let's move on talking about interviews. I know I have shown videos in the past to my kids and they laugh, but it's it's so true for them and like they're learning. You can find really good videos on YouTube of people practicing interviewing and they'll show you like the right way and the wrong way. 
And oh, it's that really is, funny. That is so entertaining. Yes. And kids are looking at it and it's like, well, duh. And I'm like, okay, but would you actually have done that? And they're like, oh. I'm like, see? Yeah. It seems silly, but sometimes we need to know that's actually what you shouldn't do. <laughs> so definitely if you need videos, lots of, you can go on YouTube and find so many for that. But we also need to teach them, like, what do you need to know when you're going to an interview of what to wear? That's a really important thing. I know I've seen people walk into interviews wearing really inappropriate clothing. Yes. And that's a first impression. And if you can teach your kids, like, hey, walking in the door is a big part of the interview. It is. Don't Just wear a belly wear. shirt. Yes. And don't wear jeans with holes in them or a mini skirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all of those things. And timeliness. Teaching them, hey, you might want to get there 10 minutes early. And oh, I can think of a lot of my kids who are like, why? It starts at 10. Why wouldn't I get there at 10? Yeah. Because they see those things in first impressions matter. Mm-hmm. Eye contact, how to act, how to speak. These are things that we can practice. You can have your kids role play interviews. One could be the interviewee, one mm-hmm. could be the interviewer, and they would have fun with that. And that's one of our lessons in our full mind track program that we have on there in our career unit is some practicing of interviews and role playing and mm-hmm. um, a, a form that the students can fill out and grade each other and practice interview questions so that they can do a lot of role playing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And another fun thing you can do with interviews is bring in people from your community to practice. How fun would that be? And that's awesome. And it gives the community members an opportunity to be engaged in school and give back, Mm -hmm. but it gives your students a real example of how to interview with a stranger and not just their peer in class. Right. Might cut back on a little bit of the goofiness of interacting with a peer. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about a resume. So if you would have asked me again, this makes me feel really old in like fifth, sixth grade, what a resume was. No idea. I don't think I would have been able to answer that Mm -mm. at all. So teaching them, showing them what it looks like, what a good resume looks like. Because there's a lot of examples out there that are eh, not as good. Not as good. So if you can show them a solid resume, that's amazing. And tell them why it's important to have one. Because that's something in high school they could start building. Absolutely. And I know in middle school a lot in our area, they talk about wanting the students to have a resume and the kids just get very stuck on. They don't have things to put in. Mm -hmm. They don't have work experience. They don't have things like that. So they get very frustrated with building a resume. So I really leave that more to my eighth graders Mm -hmm. of like, this is what you're going to need. So we fill out everything on here. And then when you get this job or when you get this, then you can start adding these pieces to it. But you can put in your extracurricular activities. If you are the student yeah. council president, that's a leadership position. Like you can put those things in. And, and if you volunteer, like mm-hmm. all of those are great things that you could put on it. Yeah, totally. And then teaching them how to fill it out. So kind of what Michelle was just saying of like maybe working with your eighth graders and filling out that piece. That was a great idea. So when you look at ages of your students and resumes, like 
maybe younger ones, you're just showing them what it looks like and learning the practice information of how to write their name, what's their address and phone number and things like that. It's amazing how many kids don't know their phone number, Mm -hmm. don't know their address, don't know how to sign their name. You can practice the basics with them. There are lots that don't know them. And that's just a great starting point. It is a great starting point. And then your older kids help them help them write good resumes and then have other students look at them and kind of critique, have them critique each other so that they're learning. That's another learning opportunity for another student. Maybe they're picking up an idea that they didn't have before, or they're able to really use what they know and utilize that. So it sticks in their brain a little bit more. That's a really great idea. Now on to our question of the week. The last segment of our show is the question of the week. And this is where we want to hear from you and answer the tough questions. We are SEL Unfiltered for a reason. So please email us your questions at podcast at mindtrek.com. We love to hear from you. And today's question is, I have a student that has incredible anxiety. She is a perfectionist and is really worried about applying and interviewing for jobs. What do I do? So when you ask this, I immediately can think of at least one, really more like a handful of students who Mm -hmm. just my kids that this applies to. So I'm thinking of all of the counselors out there and you're all like, yes, we all have these kids. We all have these kids. What do we do? So what I would do is sit down with that student and practice, 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 practice. And you can take that to different levels. So practice with me, somebody she's comfortable with. And Mm -hmm. once we feel really confident with that piece, maybe she practices with you. Yeah. Someone she doesn't know. And maybe I'm sitting in the room. Uh Uh-huh. And then once we get there, like maybe we bring in somebody from the community. Yeah. So really just those stepping stones of really building her confidence and helping her practice and get it right. And it's not so scary. Mm Mm-hmm. That like you're answering some basic questions, you're sharing yourself. It's not so scary. So let's practice so that you're comfortable. And give her a like wide range of questions of things that people could ask. So maybe she does feel more prepared. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I love that. And we want to hear any of your questions. So please contact us at podcast at themindtrek.com. And we'll post all the information that we went over in today's podcast and our blog posts. been SEL Unfiltered. Thanks to our sponsor, the MindTrek SEL program, guiding people of all ages to make the impossible possible by giving them the tools to overcome stress, build stronger relationships, and climb their Everest. You can find them at themindtrek.com. If you have feedback or want us to answer your SEL questions, email us at podcast at themindtrek.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time to empower the SEL guide in you.